Welcome to a brand new edition of It's All Relative. I'm Josh. I'm Sarah. And today we'll be talking with an author who's written six different novels. We'll discuss the process, the inspirations, the challenges faced with publishing. You guys aren't going to want to miss it, so press play and get ready for an all-new episode right here on the It's All Relative podcast. So what's good, Sarah? Not too much. How have you been? I've been good. Um... Anything new with you since the last time we've seen each other? Um, no, nothing crazy new. Uh, just still working. You know, work's been crazy busy, so it's definitely been keeping me busy and a little insane, but it's all right. <laughs> right on. Makes the days go by quicker. Right. Um, week was good. Yeah, it kind of dragged a little bit. Okay. Definitely dragged. Like I said, work. <laughs> yeah. But it's been good. It was good. I understand. Um, it's Mother's Day weekend. Yes. So yes. shout out to all the moms. Absolutely. We appreciate all of you. Absolutely. Love to every single mother out there. Grandmothers, aunts. Thank you for everything you do. Yes. Um, well, yeah, once the episode drops, uh, Mother's Day will just be about over. Yeah. But uh -huh. um, nonetheless. Mm -hmm. Um. You ready for today's episode? Yes, I'm ready to uh, get into it. All right, you excited? Yes. All right, let's get our guest on. He's an author who's just recently released his latest piece of work, The Werewolf Vaccine, as well as completing five other novels, Artistic Creativity at Its Finest, ladies and gentlemen, Travis Lake. Hey, how's it going? Mm. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, man. Thank you uh, for giving us some of your time and agreeing to come on. It's all relative. Um, before we get started, let me ask you real quick. Are you familiar with any podcasts? Uh, some. I don't uh, really get around to listening to many podcasts. Okay. Do you have a favorite one that you listen to? Probably not. No. Probably not. Okay. Okay. We'll uh, we'll get you to change your mind. To yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll start listening to more podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. Let me think, man. Uh, like we had said before, uh, it's been about eighteen years since the last time you and I yeah. have seen each other. I believe. <laughs> mm -hmm. Long uh, time. Long time. Lots have happened. Um, <laughs> life has happened. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um since then, six books, right? Um, I gotta say real quick though, uh I always enjoy when we're able to get guests on the show who are out there creating pieces of art for our world. You know, it's inspiring and I always like to say that those of us who create forms of art are gonna be able to leave the world our pieces that we've created when we're gone. And, you know, that is something to strive for and be proud of. So absolutely, I wanted to say, you know, utmost respect for you and to you for writing six books. You know what I'm saying? How does that make you feel when you hear that? Like Travis Lake, author of six books. Well, first off, I want to say thank you. And uh, I feel the same way. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, our artists in this world, I feel, are um, unappreciated sometimes. But I mean, they always are. And, mm -hmm. um, but they're, they're really leaving an impact and, um, it, it still amazes me at this point. Like whenever, like I tell people how many books I've written, it, it, it sometimes doesn't seem real. Um, you know, I, I haven't published anything, you know, like, uh, with a big publisher, mm -hmm. you know, I self publish my books, but it's still, I don't know, it makes me feel good about myself. And mm -hmm. it's, uh, like I said, sometimes it's, it's very surreal. 
Absolutely. Yeah, yeah for sure. It's a huge achievement. Um, have you always been a big reader? Oh, yeah. Ever since I was a kid, I loved reading. Okay. Yeah. Nice. What was the uh, last book you've read? Like the last one I completed? Yeah. Um, believe it was Mastodon by Steve Stred. Nice. Never heard of it. Nope, me neither. <laughs> what about you, Sarah? What was the uh, last? Oh, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm not a big reader at all. Um, I was the kid in school who the only time I was really reading was when I had to, for class, to write an essay. We had a quiz on whatever the case might might have been, <laughs> part of the curriculum. I, I, I never really was into it. You know, I remember when I was younger, I used to, like, graze right through like the Junie B books and like all those like little tales and whatnot. But um yeah, no, like I, I once I hit middle school, I think I just I didn't like school in general at that point. So school mm-hmm. involved reading and I just kind of shied away from it. But yeah, that's okay. One of my favorites though that I did actually discover in middle school was The Outsiders by S. E. Hinton and Classic. Yes. And that's just yeah, been one of my like, school. Yeah, absolutely. But it's just <laughs> but that was one of the good ones. One yeah. of my comfort books, one of my comfort movies for sure. So it's, you know, it's like there's one, but um, you know, that's more like a, of a sentimental thing at this point, mm. you know, as far as I wouldn't even call that my favorite book because I'm not a big reader. But um, no, I think that reading is awesome because I know it's all about creating that kind of vision in your head and really understanding and being able to visualize what's going on. So I think being able to write that and give that effect to people is really cool. So oh, okay. it's awesome. Yeah, I think that The Outsiders um, was amazing. Okay. Um, yes. Still, <laughs> I'm just saying too. Um, just uh, movie wise, that cast, the cast wise, um, mm-hmm. incredible, that was really awesome Inc- combination. Incredible. Yeah. That movie actually sits on my, um, or is in our movie, my family's movie collection as well. Hell as, yeah. As well as the book. Yes. Um, I have my future children watching that by the age <laughs> of like four. <laughs> It's it, like I said. I show my kids horror movies, so I really can't comment. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was shown horror movies at a very young age. <laughs> right back to that haunted house. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> yeah, I think it's a natural thing though for um, younger children or, or kids at, when you're at a younger age. Um, reading's just not um, people. I, I think their attention spans yeah. aren't um, very long. So damn cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially nowadays, yeah, too. Like. Kids are fucked, but yeah, um, put in front of a tablet or a TV and told to deal with it. And, yeah, you know. but either way, I was the same way back in high school too because, um, you know, we, we were always assigned books to read and whatnot. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I don't think I ever completed any. I don't think so either. A lot of grazing and panicking and hey, can I copy your answers? <laughs> like, I wasn't, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, uh, what about you, bro? Because uh, you and I, we did. Uh, yeah, spend your English a teacher time. must have loved you. Mine fucking hated me. <laughs> did you? I, most of my English teachers actually did like me. So yeah, I bet. <laughs> Do you remember reading, completing these books when we were when you were younger? Oh yeah. I mean, you said you were a reader, so even I used to love that in, in school when they would give us books to read and stuff, even if the books weren't very good it's you know or not very i shouldn't say not very good these are classics but not to my liking mm-hmm. not to not my genre or what i usually read it's still interesting to read something that you don't normally read absolutely you know, different yeah. perspectives you know absolutely um 
Yeah, I did not like <laughs> or enjoy reading any of those books. But as I got older, um, things changed. And now I do it when I have the time. I do actually, I enjoy being able to sit down and read different books. And, and the type of books I read, um, that shit is so big. You know right. what I'm saying? There, there's so, I mean, I read so many different things. If, if you were to look at like our bookshelf, you would be like... What the hell? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Big range of books, yep. Yeah, but, um, you know, I, I dig it. And actually, one of the books, too, that I have enjoyed, too, as an adult was one that um I was supposed to read uh, in high school. <laughs> and um, I think uh, it's a great book. Some people have their own opinions about it. Um, they don't really, I feel like they either love it or hate it. But um, I'm sure you have, Travis. But have, Sarah, have you... You guys ever read, heard of The Old Man in the Sea? Ugh, yes. Yeah. See? <laughs> Sorry for the groan. So. Yes, I have read Old Man in the Sea. I don't think so, no. no. Not a fan? I mean, it is it is beautifully written. Mm-hmm. I will say that. It's a wonderful prose, but the uh, I, I found it boring. As, as did most people, <laughs> because it's really the whole thing is literally this dude um, by himself in a boat, right? Uh, trying to have this battle. With with uh, this fish, we're not. It was a uh, what was it like a stingray or something like that? Or a, I don't particularly I don't remember what remember. it was. No, I don't either. But I do. I see. I do. Steve Irwin type shit. Like, <laughs> he, what was is a, this? he was avenging him. Ernest Hemingway <laughs> <laughs> came from the past. Dude. Correct. But um, let me ask you, bro. I, I saw that you wrote your first novel at the age of nineteen. Yes. Um, oh wow. Yeah. Wh- which um pretty big accomplishment for a 19 year old thank you so um right yeah that's why i mean that doesn't happen overnight when did you start putting compiling all that together um so you published it at 19 i mean it took me I, i think it took me about a year to write that all right um it was really uh kind of like a test for myself right i had always written when i was you know, all my life I wrote stories, but I'd never written like a full novel. I did like shorter things and, mm-hmm. or things that I would start but not finish. And I really yep. wanted to test myself and see if I could uh, write a full book. So that's what that one was. I didn't, all right. I, I didn't yeah. even care at the time. A little test like, round? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't I even care that. if it was good or not. I just wanted to see if I could write something. Nice. Which, right. which the first book was called Harold's Ghosts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Not um, the original title, but... The one I the one I got saddled with. <laughs> okay, you you want to expand on that? Um, the original title I had planned was was uh, hidden, okay. but um, the publishing company I sent it to uh, told me I couldn't use that. Uh, I think they were publishing something else called that at the same time, so I had to come uh, up with something, and that's all I could come up with. Okay, all right. What made you decide that you wanted to write a book? Well, like I said, I've always loved. Um, I always loved writing and okay. reading, so I used to write stories all the time as a kid. But then I didn't think I was really good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got kind of discouraged about that. Also, I was young. Mm-hmm. Um, I got into acting and I was going to go to an acting school and then that didn't work out. And then I was like, well, I want something that I could do, even if it's just a hobby or for me, you know, just something I could do like at any time. Mm-hmm. And so I thought about going back to writing and um, started working on things and trying to see what I could write. That's awesome. 
Now you say acting. Um, you talking like, did you want you, you wanted to pursue like a specific type of act, like movies? Yeah, TV? Oh, like movies. That's and stuff, dope. Yeah. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. But um, then you said no. Nah, yeah, just circumstances, you. you know, you. happened, and I just it didn't work out. Okay. Now we'll get into the different books you've written a little bit later, but um, you've recently released a new one called "The Werewolf Vaccine." Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, without mm-hmm. giving the story away, can you tell us a little about like uh, ab- about the book and when when was it released? And listeners, get COVID right out of your head right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does actually have to do with that. Oh, well, um, listen. <laughs> so, um, it was just recently released. Um, a week ago or so, or two weeks ago, or something like that. I can't remember exactly when I put it out. Maybe even a month ago. I don't mm. know. I lose track of time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it was published very recently. Um, I've been working on it for a while. Um, I had actually finished it uh, shortly, um, shortly after I finished the the prior book. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it just took a while for me to finish it up and get it out. Um, and um, you want to know what it was about without going into the plot? Yeah. Um, so with this with this book and my last one, uh, the Friend Zone, I kind of did the, like a social commentary. Kind of infused it in, in the story, um, where I'm kind of just like criticizing certain things that like bother me. So this one has a lot to do. Basically, it's I'm you know making fun of anti-vaxxers and criticizing that kind of uh, ideology. Okay. In this book. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. <laughs> okay. You want to expand on that at all? Sarah? No, or, no, I mean, well, no. I mean, uh, what what I'll say too is when I when I first saw the title of this book, um, I did think because when I saw the word vaccine in it, it made me think of like the whole madness of the whole COVID thing that we've all experienced uh, within the last year plus, right? Right. Funny thing is, I actually came up with the story and wrote it before COVID. Really? Yeah. Nice. And uh, I, I, when I had to go back, I tried to add a little, couple little things, mm-hmm. but it's, it's hard for me to do that without starting from the beginning. So, Right. Why werewolves? Well, it, I mean, I'd have to get into the plot oh, to okay. really okay. talk about that. Okay. Um, it all makes plenty of sense when I describe the plot. <laughs> So we got to read the book. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say, I, I couldn't expand because he can't expand because he doesn't want to give the story away. Yeah. So I can't really ask questions. <laughs> right. All right. Well, then, um, Travis, talk to us about the whole process when it comes to writing a novel. Like, is there a certain approach that you go through? or? Well, all my uh, book ideas come uh, to me in different ways. So mm-hmm. there's always a slightly different creative process. Um, usually I'm thinking about one, one book while I'm writing the next. Oh, shit. So I have things planned out already mm-hmm. when I finish with the one. Um, and something will trigger the idea and then I'll come up with more things for it until it expands to a full story. Um, as for actually sitting down and writing it, I never start a story unless, um, I have three things, the title, a good opening and the ending planned out. Because to me, everything is it should be building to the ending. Right. You know, the whole thing should be a journey to that ending. That should be the you know the main point instead of just you know whatever happens happens. Right, winging it. <laughs> yeah. 
that's smart. I feel like, right? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just yeah. my process. That's what I like to have uh, in my mind when I start writing. Yeah. Well, it, it makes yeah. sense for sure. Um, so I let me get back to um, when you were saying that you, you know, your thought process is when you are writing a story or writing a book, but you're already thinking about the next one. I I somewhat can relate because I myself do the same thing when it comes to to what we're doing right here. But I tell you, um, uh, that shit gets a little crazy for me. You know, yeah, it, it can. You're, I don't know how you could be able to do that while you are writing like an actual book. You know, that's a lot <laughs> different than what mm-hmm. than what we're doing. Like your mind can process both. You know what I'm saying? Like my shit would be like all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. So same here. Yeah, that's pretty wild. That's that's a gift, maybe. <laughs> Thanks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it can be kind of uh, it can be kind of crazy at times, but uh. The, the writing actually helps because I have a lot of, you know, thoughts and, and stories and ideas going on in my mind all the time. So if I actually write it and put it out, it, it's there. So I don't have to really have it in my it's a good way to organize them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have to obsess about it. Right on. That's actually, that makes sense. Did you, now growing up, um, did you keep like a, I mean, I don't know what they would even call it nowadays. Back in our day, they call, they kept or they call them what uh, like uh, journals or or yeah journals chicks had diaries diaries right? yeah did you as growing up keep journals I had notebooks full notebooks. of stories okay. I didn't ever write about myself and my experiences because that's not what I like to write mm-hmm. I would just come up with different stories and things okay so when it comes time for publishing okay talk to us about that. Um, is it challenging? In my experience, it has been very challenging. Okay, how so? Um, well, I mean, it all depends on where you, you want to try publishing. Do you want to try publishing like the, the big publishers? Do you want to try small press? Do you want to try your luck at self-publishing? There's a, there's a lot of different options out there. Mm-hmm. All of them have their pros and cons. All of them have their difficulties. Um, you could try to find an agent, and that agent can get you into one of the bigger uh, companies. Uh, the small press has open submissions at uh, certain times of the year, um, and you can submit to them. You just have to find the correct market. Like uh, horror has, there's tons of small press horror publishers. Okay. So you you know go to them, you submit to them. Um, also, a lot of them also have um, open submission like short stories, and you can submit short stories, and you can kind of get your name out there and get noticed. <clears throat> and in self-publishing, you can just you know you just do it yourself, mm-hmm. but you don't have the like the marketing power of the co- of the publishing company behind you. Right. So it's a lot harder to to get your name out there. Right. You have to network in other ways, which I've had to do since I self-published. Okay. What made you decide to take that route of self-publishing? Um. I I had I've had difficulties finding publishers. Um, not just being accepted by them, but um, just actually finding ones that are open for submission or are still like in business. Um, I submitted to one publisher and didn't find out until like a year later that they went out of business. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. What the hell? That's bad business. <laughs> right? Like, and, how do you not? <laughs> and you gotta you gotta wait a long time for it to hear back. And this is something I do on the side for fun for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it helps me mentally. It, it's, it, it 
just fun for me to do. It's not it, it's not a big deal to me if I get like rich and famous off this, which for a heart writer is you know rare anyway. Right. Um. So self publishing was just an easy way for me to put my stuff out, just the way I want it, and just just so I can put it out there. And yeah. No, it. that makes sense. The uh, the humility of it all too. Yeah. Like it's smart too, right? I feel like yeah. um maybe sometimes going that route, which. I respect that, you know, that it's a, uh, like you say, it's a side, a side thing, but, um, and you're cool with wherever, wherever it leads, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I understand. Right. But, um. It's just kind of a therapeutic type of thing, it sounds like. Yeah, I just, I enjoy the writing. I don't yeah. need to be like, you know, some big famous mm-hmm. author. It's not about yeah. that. You're writing to write. Yep. I mean, I definitely want That's people awesome. to read the books. Absolutely. You know, but it's, you know. I respect, <laughs> I respect the outlet. You know what I'm saying? Of, of being able to use yeah. writing as an outlet or or creating art. Like I always, I, we always stress on that. That um, we're big into that creating art. I feel like that's what we do every time we lay one of these down. You know what I'm saying? It, it's special um, art that we're doing or we're creating that um, you know, we're leaving to the world. You know? Yeah. So I do. I respect yeah. all that, man. That's that's pretty dope. Um. How long does it usually take for you to get a book written and published? Give me a, give me like a ballpark. Well, it really depends on the story. Okay. Um, it also can depend on what is going on in my life. When I was writing Big Nasty, I was having a there was a lot of changes, and I was having uh, some issues, and it was I was having a hard time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one took me three years from beginning to publishing. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a very long time. But then Werewolf Vaccine, it took me six months to write. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then because of some other circumstances, it took longer to put out. Mm-hmm. Um, Friend Zone was about beginning of writing to actually publishing. It was about a year. So it varies, uh, uh, you know, on, on the novel. Right. And and also the length of the novel as well. Mm-hmm. Also, you right. know, uh, Big Nasty was over 100,000 words uh, when I finished it before I edited it down. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> as comparison, where all vaccine is 50. So, huh. how um, how well has uh, the werewolf vaccine done so far since since it's been released? It's doing. It's it's doing done all right. Yeah. Nice. Um, what are some of the challenges you've experienced when writing your books? Um, I mean, every writer gets writer's block. Okay. Um, for me, it's a little bit differently than the way other people what I've heard other people get it where it's you can't come up with what to write mm-hmm. where it's me it's like I always know what I want to write it's just sometimes I just can't get myself to write right like actually sit there and do it mm-hmm. okay and I'll be yeah. writing for a little bit and then if I'm just not like feeling it then I'm not going to put as much effort into it it's not going to be as good I feel like that's almost worse than just straight writer's block I'd rather like not know what to do than know what to do and just be like I don't feel like doing it like yeah because then you could just figure out what you want to write and yeah, write it mine yep. I have to work through this whole depre- mental depressive process ways, yes like, to, you know, to get myself to write yeah. yep <laughs> um let me ask you real quick about a famous author I mean I don't even know if we can say that he's a famous <laughs> author but um he has left or he wrote a famous book um you guys familiar with moby dick of course yeah 
you familiar, familiar, but you haven't read haven't, it. No, hell no. <laughs> It's a lot of words. <laughs> okay. Um, it's a classic mm-hmm. book. Um, yes. I believe it's probably, I think it's listed as one of the best um, books. It's uh, definitely up there. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. But um, the author was Herman Melville. Okay. Are you familiar with anything about him? Uh, not his, his life. Story? No. Um, I'm not too familiar either, but um, what I did here, which which makes it makes me feel sad, you know what I'm saying? Because apparently, um, when he had written Moby Dick and was trying to get it published and whatnot, um, that he obviously he he had no no money. He was poor, you yep. know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, nobody really gave a shit about this book or anything, and. It wasn't until he was no longer around then this book did what it did yep. to society and to mm-hmm. our world, and then it blew up. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy and how he, that shit happens. <laughs> yeah, that happens to a lot of artists. Yeah, and that's what I wanted to focus on. That's that's the sadly the 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 shitty aspect of it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like I feel for for people who are trying to create or artists you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying because uh we like to like for you bro we we like to get everybody out there while we can you know what i'm saying it it doesn't have to be once once they're gone you know yeah Yeah, which sucks because he literally you know he never the getting back to herman melville never got to experience any of the joys of you know his hard work yeah. that he had done, which sucks. You know. Yes. But um. Yes. You agree? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Reminds me of a Doctor Who episode. I don't know if you guys watched that. No. Oh, um, Angela, my cousin. Yes, I am familiar with it. Yeah, they they bring Van Gogh from the past to the future. Okay. And have him listen to a uh, a guy at the art gallery talking about oh. how Van Gogh was like the greatest artist in the world. Wow. Van Could Gogh's, you imagine? Van Gogh's crying. It's, it, it was a really great moment in episode. See, imagine if like oh, in like, the afterlife there that, is yeah. something like that where you know you get to go and like and see. find out how you touched everyone's exactly. lives. Exactly. The yeah. footprint you left. That'd be great. That'd be dope. It would be. Take you, notes, God. <laughs> do you guys, you guys like any of Van, you like Van Gogh's work? I mean, I'm not like too. I mean, his most not big on art. His most famous, right? (laughs) right. How are you going to discredit something that's that like famous and worth that? You know, you can't really. Right, the most famous. You're trying too hard if you're just like, eh, it's shitty. You know. Yeah, I could do that. (laughs) You're just trying to be different. (laughs) Yeah, no, his most famous piece, right, was the uh, Starry Night painting, I believe. But um. It lo- it doesn't look like anything crazy, but when you literally uh, when you look at it a certain way or on certain things, <laughs> it yeah moves, you mm-hmm. know, it, yeah. it flows mm-hmm. and like it really is a a piece of art. Yeah, yeah, you have to yeah. know to appreciate art to really understand it, I guess. Yeah, but um, let's take a quick break. All right, 
And when we come back, we'll talk about inspirations, role models, as well as the six novels Travis has written. You won't want to miss it, so make sure you come back with us right here on the It's All Relative podcast. Welcome back to It's All Relative. Still with us in studio, Travis Lake. So, Travis, where do you get the inspiration from to write your style of books? Um, my style or like my prose or voice, whatever you'd like to call it, um, probably comes a lot from other books I've read, uh, specific authors that I really like. Um, and you know, it has a lot to do with what I'm into and the things that I want to write. And, you know, part of myself in there as well. Right. Okay. So the genre of, of your books that you are into or that you, you have written, what, uh, what category would that be considered? Overall horror, but you know, it delves into different, uh, subgenres. Okay. So you're a big horror fan. Oh yeah. Huge horror fan. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> everyone loves a good uh, horror movie. All right. Um, At least everyone should. Right, right, for sure. Give me, uh, give me three horror movies that have affected you then in in your life. Affected me? Okay, that's a different question than favorite. Correct. All right. Um, affected me. This is a tough question. Uh, Martyrs. Okay. Never heard of it. You know, yeah, I haven't <laughs> yeah, either. Yeah. No. Nope. Okay. It, it's very, it's very disturbing. Um, it's a, it's an extreme horror movie um, from France. Okay. And just the themes and and what's going on, it, just the way it makes you feel, was really heartbreaking. Honestly. What were what were the themes? Well. Like, give us a quick summary <laughs> of the movie. Then, Be, what, is it was it in English? I, I don't, I don't know question. if it's. I, I don't remember if it's uh, if it's dubbed or if it's just okay. sub. I can't remember. I'm not going back to watch. Um, <laughs> oh shit! It's a very good movie, but it was just the way it made me feel afterwards. It it's about this girl who was tortured as a child and then she escapes, and then when she's grown up, her and her friend go to this house. I'm paraphrasing here the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, and kill the residents of that house. Okay. Oh. It's aggressive. And, <laughs> yeah. Is it based off of a true story or no? I'm not sure. Okay. All right. But to really go into the plot, I'd really have to delve more into what happens. Yeah, and you don't want to. But just, just what happens in it and what they talk about, which I can't really mm. say without actually divulging more of the plot, but it just... Like my soul hurt after I watched that. Oh movie. no! That's how, that's how I felt. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> was it a like gory and or more? Yeah, I mean, it was gory, but it wasn't about the gore for me. Okay. I have 
I mean, I have a quick similar. Uh, I, there's a movie that I have seen that um, I understand uh, that made me feel uh, dirty. <laughs> I guess <laughs> af- after watching it, and oh, it no. was the uh, the House of a Thousand Corpses. When I That's watched it. that movie, I don't think I've seen. I, it. I like that movie. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, after I had seen it, I was like, "Ooh, man!" Like, mm. yeah, take a shower. But um, yeah, no, that just made me think of that when you when you had talked about uh, feeling a certain kind of way after seeing it. But um, give me two more if you can think of them. Um, that affected me. The original Halloween. Classic. Um, for it, as affecting me as like story devices, uh, the the way the plot moves, mm-hmm. how you know they can make him scary and it's just a great movie mm-hmm. amazing movie um one of my favorites as well um you agree um best mask ever or most scariest mask for a villain or no what for michael myers yeah Oh, I'd have to think about that oh god <laughs> really, think, for me i think it's definitely is, out there but yeah. i don't know what um give me give me your third one then. This is a tough question for me. Um just off the top of my head. Yeah. The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. Another classic. Yeah, yeah, that was one that popped into my head too. <laughs> for sure. Well all right, well then Sarah, give us three that affected you, if you got three, or if you can think of three. Um, I thought about that. I was thinking about the shining. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Classic. Um, the book's better. And a really nasty <laughs> one is The Hills Have Eyes. The original or the, the I, remake? Yeah, the the original. It's, I think it was the original. I don't remember. It was something, you know, birthday party, watched it in the basement of Ooh. my childhood house, like 14 or, mm, yeah, 14 probably. Watched it, so I don't quite remember, but. Yeah, I just remember I being that, really nasty and gory. I think it might have been the remake. That would be the remake. Yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah. Have you ever seen the second one? Um, No, I don't think I did. No. Yeah, the first one was definitely, uh, I remember that seeing that in uh, the movie theaters when mm. that came out. <laughs> and that was definitely a memorable movie. Um, Definitely uh, gory, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, What else you got, Sarah? Um, Let's see, let's see, let's see. I love it, but that's it didn't really leave a mark on me. I just love that movie. The new ones? All of them. All have you have you I, seen I've the seen original? a whole I never know the difference between what I'm watching, but I've seen a whole bunch of different versions of it and every single one I just can't take my eyes off the screen. So I believe there's only two. Yes. There's the miniseries and then the new movies. Yes, and then because there's also something about another one coming out and I don't know if it has yet or not. I haven't heard anything about I'm that. I'm terrible at keeping up. up. <laughs> I'm terrible at keeping up with these things. It is my favorite book. Because again, of all I have the, the so attention I, I span book. of a squirrel, so I can't freaking <laughs> watch movies. And I do. I like the movies too. Did you? I mean, we'll, we'll probably get back to what you had just said, bro, about that being your favorite book. But um, yeah. we uh, what did you think about the movies themselves? Uh, you liked the original with Tim Curry. Or you like the newer ones that have recently? Uh, I like the newer ones better. Okay. 
Uh, but they both have their their pros and cons. Mm-hmm. I actually prefer um, Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise over, Tim, over Tim Curry. I okay. love Tim Curry. He's mm-hmm. amazing. I just thought Bill Skarsgård was more of what it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. A, like interdimensional gotcha. ancient entity. Yep. Yes. You know, where Tim Curry was great, but it was mostly just, I'm a scary clown. Mm-hmm. I got you. I, I enjoyed both of those movies. I was actually pleasantly surprised um, with the new ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was a fan. I'm a fan of both of them. But, um, you know, when I was trying to think real quickly of a quick answer, um, when we had just talked, you know, uh, to answer my question that you guys just did, I was trying to think of a few movies or a few things to say, and like mine, I feel like they just came to me, but off the top of my head. But it was more along the lines of, um, I think they affected me because it was at the age that like I saw these movies at. That so definitely like, plays a part. Yeah, yeah. So um, the first one to me, I feel like that kind of. Uh, I don't know. Once again, affected me as a young young child was the the first aliens. Oh, the alien or yeah. the the aliens? The whatever the first one was. Uh, is it alien? Alien was the first one where there was just the one alien. And I just aliens remember had a lot of aliens. Yeah, no, it was just the one because I remember. <laughs> That's a classic. I re- yeah, I remember seeing the scene and being so young of when they're all around the table. <laughs> And oh, then the, the, the chest burst that yeah. scared the shit yeah, out of me and affected me at a young age. <laughs> so speaking of at a young age, I, you guys will probably know that I can never remember the name of the movie, but basically this like nun church girl who plays a younger girl, but she's actually like in her thirties. She ends up like killing a nun with a brick. I think is it just the nun? I, I was don't gonna remember say, is it what called the movie. The nun? I don't remember what the movie name is, but that one left a mark, obviously. What else happens in it? Um, I don't really remember much. Like I said, I probably watched it at like 10 or 11. So. I don't know what that is. Nice. Another movie that... Someone uh, out there probably knows. Like, yeah. oh, this dumb bitch can't even fucking... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Another movie that uh, that affected me too uh, when I was younger was uh, the first Leprechaun. Uh, that Something about that little thing you know what i'm saying that was <laughs> that scary but, little thing <laughs> but now i think it's so funny because when i watch these movies again it's like like we were just talking off mic but it was yeah. it's like bro like rachel from friends is right there <laughs> yeah. like how you gonna be scared but um and then the last one um i was a little older but i remember when this movie had come out and it, it just um it made an impact or whatnot on me was the uh was scream the original oh, yeah. scream. Yeah. When that it came me, out. me as well. I would include that in my list. Yeah. It was um incredible for, for that time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I've seen it, surprisingly enough. You never seen you have never original seen the original Not that I remember. I feel like it's something that my brother definitely watched and I don't know if I just didn't get into it because uh, he had the mask. Like I was familiar with it. Everyone had the mask. Right. But like I know that he watched it. Um I just think that I was too young to appreciate it. Have at you that seen time. any of them? No, I don't I don't think that I really, really? yeah. Do you like Not it? Not that I recall. You know, I'm also that person who could be watching a movie. Oh, I've never seen this. And I get into it. And I'm like, oh, yes, I have. <laughs> like I said, attention span. I can't, you know. 
Did you like the second or third? The the Scream movies are are fun. Mm -hmm. They're always fun, Mm -hmm. but some of them are better than others. Right. Yeah. I I, hold, I uh, the first one. I stick with the, the first, first one. I was about is to the say, best. Yeah. You can't first, the first one. I want to say I've seen the first one. If I'm thinking about the right series here, because okay. I feel like everyone's seen the first one. Because well, lots of scenes from it are popular. <laughs> well, the yeah. first one has Nev Campbell and definitely people are Rose age. McGowan. Yeah. Correct. Um, Matthew Lillard. For some reason, I cannot remember the main. Um, the main guy, the main oh, Billy, yeah, and Ski Ulrich. Yes, thank you. And Jamie Kennedy was in it as well. Yes, I loved <laughs> his character, and he was funny. Um, okay, so those were some movies that affected you guys. Um, let's let's real quickly. Do you have a favorite horror movie of all time? Um, it's hard for me to really narrow it down to just one. Okay. Uh, but if I probably had to, probably Halloween. Nice. Just because of the, I don't know, it just the, the effect it has on me, the, the, I just love that movie. Classic. Yeah. Like I said, mm-hmm. I, I'm a big fan of that, uh, that movie too. Yeah. What did you think? You like the ones that Rob Zombie directed too? I respected what he did mm-hmm. in the first remake. Right. The second one was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, man. Hey, we all about, uh, you know what I'm saying? Honesty. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Sarah? I don't you know gotta... if I really have a favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I thought about that, too, because I wasn't really <clears throat> sure myself. Really, Because I... my issue is I've never had like a movie like genuinely like actually scared me like all the movies that i mentioned i'll watch over and over again not have a problem and the other fun fact is like i've never had or remembered a nightmare in my entire life like never been like jolted awake by anything like that from a dream like haven't you know so for me like a good horror movie is like suspenseful and i just don't like i've never been fully satisfied on that suspense you know i always just I'm a a tough one to scare, I guess, when it comes to movies and shit. Yeah, I'm similar. I mean, now that I'm older, I really haven't seen too many that, um, I guess, scare me the way that they did when I was younger. Yeah, like people like screaming at the movie theaters and shit about it. Like, I don't, that's never been me. Like, I've never, like, I'll jump, but. When you mentioned the the tension and, like, the atmosphere, Mm -hmm. that makes me think of, like, smart horror that they're putting out now elevated horror right. they call it I, yeah. I love all those yeah yeah because it's, like that's the point you want to be like you know you want to be shocked you want to you want to think about it afterwards yeah. lose some sleep why not <laughs> some, some of those could actually have affected me really before. yeah yeah like what uh hereditary i was tense the entire movie like it just had that atmosphere to it where it just you didn't know what was going to happen it just mm-hmm. it always felt like something bad was going to happen you seen that movie? No. Yeah, I was going to ask, bro, where you be finding these movies at? <laughs> yeah, right? I, I mean, Hereditary was widely released <laughs> everywhere. Oh, I saw it in the movie yeah, theaters. Yeah, I'm just unaware <laughs> right. of shit. <laughs> I don't, Me like, too. I can't keep up. Me too, my fault. Another one is uh, The Witch. Bro, I saw that movie. I'm familiar with that movie, actually. Uh, one of my boys, shout out to uh, Cody, he uh, let me borrow that movie one time. And when I watched that, bro, I was like, 
I, I, I was so like just taken back. Like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> this shit is weird. But yeah, about that witch, that witch life, for real. <laughs> I saw that in the theater. And as we were leaving, one of the uh, people working at the movie theater was waiting. And I guess he had asked a bunch of people this who comes out of this movie. <clears throat> he was like, so what did you guys think of the witch? <laughs> and I was, just looked at him. I was like, I don't feel like I was supposed to see that. <laughs> it just felt I wrong. know too much. <laughs> yeah. That was it was such a weird movie. I agree. I, I loved it though. Um Okay, so that is where the inspiration comes from. So the horror, you know what I'm saying, the horror genre. As for as for movies, yeah. Right. Okay. What about um Let's. What, what about role models or other authors that you've learned from? Uh, authors that have had an influence on me, um, Stephen King, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love like all of his books. He's the the master. Um, <clears throat> another one is Brian Keene. Uh, I love his stories. He, he crafts this really cool uh, mythos in the background of all of his books, like they're all connected. What are a few names of his books? Because I mean, I, I'm familiar. I mean, even, even go back real quick because I, I mean, I myself am familiar with Stephen King, but uh, yeah. list off a few, um, a few good Stephen King books that, uh, that people may, may know of. And then the same with the, uh, the other guy you just mentioned. Okay. Uh, with Stephen King, my favorite is it. Mm-hmm. Um, I also love pet cemetery. That's probably the scariest book I've ever read. Yes, I'm familiar with that one, actually. <laughs> that also left a little bit of a mark, a little yeah. bit. Um, I'm probably one of the only few people who really likes Tommyknockers. I remember that movie. It was yeah. the first Stephen King novel I ever read, so I guess it kind of sticks with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as for Brian Keene, uh, his uh, first novel was The Rising, um, which is a really cool zombie novel. Um, he also wrote uh, Earthworm Gods, uh, hmm. which is also known as the Conqueror Worms, which was a name he got stuck with uh, when, he fir- <laughs> when he first published oh, no. it. Earthworm Gods is the preferred name. And um, Ghoul was another one he did that I really loved. Cool. Um, what are some of your favorite books that you've read? Uh, I mentioned it. Right. Um, Earthworm Gods is my favorite Brian Keene novel. Um, there's a book by Richard Lehman that I love called The Traveling Vampire Show. Mm-hmm. That's a really good book. Um, the original Frankenstein by Mary Shelley. Classic. I love. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. And, uh, it's hard to narrow it down because horror at this point is like all I read. Okay. Um, a more recent one that I really enjoyed was uh, The Troop by Nick Cutter. That one was really good. Why so? Um, the, the story was great. The, his writing is uh, incredible. Um, just you really get into it. It helped that I was reading it in a cabin in the woods, and it takes place nice. in, <laughs> in the woods. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so. Made the setting right. Yeah. Right? Um. 
All right, we've talked about your most recent release, The Werewolf Effect Scene, but um, tell the listeners the other books you've written. Um, so starting from the beginning, yeah. um, my first was uh, Harold's Ghosts. Um, do you want me to just list them? Or? Yeah, just list them real quick. Okay, Harold's Ghosts, mm-hmm. uh, Jeremiah, Eddie, Big Nasty, the friend zone and then the werewolf vaccine. Nice. Six novels. Do you have any one that you're particularly proud of more so than other? The friend zone. The friend zone? Yeah. I had a blast writing it. Everything went like smoothly. It was just, um, I just felt like I was at my best when I was writing that. When did that one, when did you release that one? Um, it's so hard for me to keep track of time anymore. (laughs) A year or two ago, I think. Okay. Yeah. You come out with books pretty often then, right? Every few every few years it seems. It's pretty uh Yeah. I hope consistent, to do it, yep. I hope to do it more frequently. I've had setbacks that have uh prevented me from just, you know, publishing them out. Right. Um is there one you got one that stands out to you for any specific reason? One of my novels? Yeah. Besides Friend Song? Yeah. I mean, it, it could, I mean, you did say, yeah, friend zone, but I mean, was there another one that may uh, stand out to you for another reason? Um, Jeremiah, I would say. Um, it was my second book. But I think the only reason why it really stands out to me was because I felt I had... Um, improved a lot as a writer between those two novels. So that one kind of stuck with me as like a uh, reminder that I'll get better. Right, right. The more that I do this, I'll get better. Right. There you go. That's something to be proud of for sure. It always reflects in the work, you know. (laughs) How did, um, actually, which one out of the six, which one was the most successful or has been so far? Well, since I self-publish, um, I'm not, you know, I don't make a lot of uh, money, um, which I don't care about. It's not Mm -hmm. about that. But because of that, I don't, uh, it's hard for me to keep track. But I would probably say the friend zone. Okay. I was able to market that one very well. I also feel like it's my best, so that probably helps. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I found um, a really good source uh, with really cool people recently who, who have, that it really helped me expand my market. Awesome. And, yeah, it's a group on Facebook called Books of Horror. Shout out. Nice. For sure. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's all about that's it's that's a big part and a big tool for everything when you when you have to self publish things and whatnot. The the networking aspect of the whole thing uh, It is can be ju- tough. Yeah, tough, just as important. Yeah. You know, it's And it's, there's a lot of indie authors these days yeah there's a lot more people self-publishing you know and it um it can be a lot harder mm-hmm. so wait so you're saying uh that there okay so there are a lot of people out there right now right that uh it that are writing books yeah it's yeah you make it sound easy <laughs> no, <laughs> it's, it's it's not easy but yeah a lot of people do it really that's uh that's cool then um I purchased Big Nasty, okay? 
Thank you for that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I am currently reading it. Um, you do have a writing style um, that just sucks like readers right in. Um, yeah. When it comes to this book, yeah, I was. Uh, I feel like the transitions are super smooth. Like you can just follow and and just flow with it. Um, I know um, when it came, um, I'm I started reading it and my wife had picked it up and just kind of glanced through a little, <clears throat> but then had said that she wanted to keep going. You know what I'm saying? Because it sparked her interest and got her attention. So I mean, I'm loving what I've read so far. Um, I do want to talk real quick about um, the first le- uh, the first chapter of the book when you are kind of just introducing, you know, I guess it's it's the you know the main or, or the the thing whatever big nasty is, but you know what the <laughs> whole um, uh, the whole chapter like when I'm reading things like you know I'm I'm envisioning things right so and you know what it kind of reminded me of was the um whole plot line somewhat of um of the village you remember the village the movie yeah i i actually like the village yeah so did i i think i'm in the uh we're in the minority there (laughs) yeah that's okay because yeah people didn't like how it may have ended but um we'll just say that um that movie the whole uh the theme and and the idea of what they were doing, yo, that shit was crazy. And that was a good movie for sure. But that's yeah. what I had thought of, like the whole, you know, when they're in the woods and, and things are just happening and whatnot. That's what, um, excuse me, that's what it made me think of. You know what I'm saying? That that movie. But obviously, as it's progressed and whatnot, um, n- n- no longer. <laughs> but, <laughs> It's, uh, I'm, I'm guessing you mean by tone, like an atmosphere. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The plots are very just, different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's just like the, yeah, the whole setting. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. And and like the when it was talking about when they're in the woods and then the creatures or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's it. Made me think of the village, but um, oh, I, I, I love that movie. So nice. Let me ask you real quick though, because one thing that I noticed, um, there's no page numbers on your or in this book um now is that something that you normally do and if so um why um yeah i sell uh bookmarks no i'm just kidding um (laughs) i forget okay (laughs) that's the simple answer it's the honest answer i forget to put them in there (laughs) (laughs) it happens yep right on that's what's up i I respect the honesty too yeah what what am i gonna do yeah (laughs) Absolutely. Maybe that could be your thing, you know? Maybe just purposely put, don't put them there now. That'll be yeah, the thing. You gotta like, know. You gotta read this book. It doesn't have fucking page numbers, but. <laughs> well, that's what I was saying. Invest in a bookmark. Because when I was reading it, too, I'm like, yeah, all right, let me get to, to page whatever real quick. Let me knock some of these out while I have some time. And then as I'm reading and going through it, I'm like, damn, this shit ain't got no page numbers. <laughs> like, what page am I on? But like, like I said, because. Of the way that you wrote it, though, it just flows. You know what I'm saying? It's so easy just to keep going. The only reason why, like, what has made me stop is just, you know, shit happens in life and whatnot. Oh, and time. Fine. And I usually be reading and I get tired. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but but um, I'm excited to get through that. I do, um, you know, before you leave today, bro, you're going to have to sign that book. <laughs> so I will. But um, out of the six that you've written... Um, 
which one to or uh, which one of the books sounds most interesting to you, Sarah? Out of the um, six that Travis has Which written. one was your favorite? The Friend Zone. I'm interested in that one and also, um, I'm sorry, the one that was a name. Jeremiah? There's, yes. There's also Eddie is also a name. It was Jeremiah. Can you, I guess, can you give us a quick overview, um, you know, without telling telling us too much mm-hmm. about, about the book, but... Uh, give us a quick overview, real quick, of of a few of them because you did mention Jeremiah. Um, mm-hmm. I what's what was that one? Um, it's a it's a serial killer novel. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Naturally, <laughs> yeah. uh, about a serial killer named Jeremiah who um, believes that he is the angel of death, and he gets targets um, that he has to go out and kill um, that are like kind of like highlighted. Oh, wow. Damn, that sounds pretty cool. He has a house in the woods where he brings people back and tortures them. That's for him. He doesn't have to do that. Right. (laughs) Um, And the story is told through the perspectives of uh, different characters throughout the story. So you see different characters who who interact with him and and how, you know, what happens to them. That's That's pretty cool. That does sound really, really cool. Yeah, maybe that that one's on my list now, too. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Might have to... Give you a copy of that one. Yeah. <laughs> That's not really uh, readily available. Oh, God. <laughs> fortunately. Why so? Well, when I first um, started publishing, I was 19 years old. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea of the business or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And I just went on the internet and kind of just went to the first thing I saw. And um, it was a company called Publish America. And <clears throat> I sent them in and they would, you know, said they would publish it and uh, I didn't have to pay anything. And they made, you know, they made a cover for me and, and they made it into a book and everything. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and it was um, my second time doing that with them because I didn't really know any better. But they take a lot of the, the majority of the profits and they just really weren't. Yeah, I was young, so I didn't know anybody. They weren't really a reputable company. Okay. Uh, they eventually yeah. they eventually became America's Starbucks, and then last I heard, they went out of business. I wonder so, why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, scumbag business. Yeah. And then that's what happens. I do own a copy though. That's so. pretty cool, <laughs> man. That's I would hang on to that shit. Then um, you yeah, did sure. mention off mic then too, because you had said something about the the first is. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the first two um, aren't are, available. Yeah, I mean, I do believe they're on Amazon, but I think they're for a ridiculous amount of money that they are not worth. Which uh, is wild. Uh, please do not pay that. Yeah, which is wild. <laughs> please tell us this story. That was, uh, I think, that was just partly due to the the company uh, going out of business. Um, I'm not really sure how they ended up on there. That's they probably just put a bunch of books yeah. out there overpriced, maybe hoping that the authors would want to buy them back and would pay that r- ridiculous price, and then they would get their money. I don't know because I don't even know who's selling them. I haven't. That's a good. I haven't gone good. into it much. Yeah. I was young and, and inexperienced that I didn't know. Um, which is, I mean, I guess part of the reason that like I put me off a little bit of publishing company, publishing companies, right? Naturally, but those are like the the bad ones. You just got to do your research, just like anything else. Yeah, okay. Um, Absolutely. What about um, Eddie? Talk to us about that. 
Uh, Eddie is about um, a group of kids, you know, they're like a, a bunch of like misfit outcast kids who all have something like traumatizing that has happened to them. Mm-hmm. And um, they call themselves the Scarred. And <clears throat> they find a injured uh, alien in the woods and um, <clears throat> take him in. That's cool. And heal him. And then uh, oh. when it when it comes to, uh, it goes bad. Oh, wow. <clears throat> you into like Very the extraterrestrial stuff? Oh, yeah. Or, I like uh, yeah. alien stuff. As am I. My brother actually came up with the idea of that story. Oh, we yeah? Were, we were going to write it together. Um, and then he just let me have it. <laughs> well, you were like, hey, all right. <laughs> thanks, thanks for the idea, yeah. man. That's, right? that's what's up, though. That's pretty cool. Um, now, what was the fourth one that you said? Was that that you wrote? Oh, that's Big Nasty. The fourth, that Big Nasty was your fourth book? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, Which I don't mind. You've uh, like tiptoed around the, uh, the the monster in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, which thank you for that. In case, yeah. in case I didn't want it revealed, but no, I reveal the plot of it as much as you know. Um, I've even <clears throat> marketed it towards that uh, creature. So, uh, big nasty is about. I don't really know how to describe it <laughs> too well without delving further into the plot, but it's about a uh, a troll that starts. Tormenting this town. Awesome. Well said. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm 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 reading this and I'm into it. So. Um, what was the the fifth one you said was your favorite? The friend zone. The friend zone. Um, talk to us about that. All right. That is about um, <clears throat> six guys who wake up um, in this room. They don't know where they are or how they got there. As they start to explore, they find out that they are in an ever changing hellish nightmare world with all these kinds of things trying to kill them. That reminds me like <clears throat> 13 Ghosts. The movie. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, I guess. I, don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I actually like that movie. Nice. Um, but as they're um, traveling this, this landscape and uh, with the things trying to kill them, they all find out that they know the same girl. And five of them all feel that they're, they were friend-zoned and sent to the friend-zone, like, like a literal place. Got you. Whereas the sixth <laughs> guy, he doesn't believe that mm-hmm. because he's best friends with the girl. And right. He, and he's like, I, didn't, I know I didn't do anything to hurt her. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I'm revealing a lot of this story. <laughs> <laughs> I kept it a mystery before. Right. Uh, but then I've expanded more of it, so I don't mind telling people. Nice. And um, Getting the inside scoop. Yeah. So I also don't want people thinking one way about it to due to the title. Mm-hmm. Um, but they... Um, so they, it's about them trying to figure out why they're really there and what's happening to them and trying to survive. Awesome. Right. I do like the whole, um, I mean, I guess the whole ideas and the whole um, schemes for every one of these books. I mean, <laughs> I can, to some degree of whatnot, I could I could vibe with all of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, all right. Talk to us a little more then about the most recent release 
the werewolf vaccine. All right, the werewolf vaccine <clears throat> takes place in a world where everyone knows about werewolves. It's such a widely known thing that they've even created a vaccine for it. <laughs> where if you get the vaccine, if you're bit, you won't turn into a werewolf. It also will fight off the infections. Nice. All right. Um, you can even get it if you've been bit. You can get it afterwards, but only before your first transformation. Huh. <laughs> so everything's going great. The werewolf, the, the werewolf population is down. Everyone is much safer until a D-list celebrity goes on a talk show and tells everyone how the werewolf vaccine gave her son autism. Oh, my God. <laughs> this starts to make everybody uh, go against the werewolf vaccine, <laughs> and werewolves start springing up again. And one woman who has discovered this um, concept, we'll call it, um, has to make a decision after her daughter, who is not vaccinated, gets bit. Ah. Uh, <laughs> that sounds interesting, too. I like, yeah. um, <laughs> I like the, what it's about. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, that's pretty cool. What's, um, talk to me real quick. What, what's your opinion when it comes to audiobooks? Uh, audiobooks are great. Um, some people, that's um, how what's easiest for them to re to uh, retain the information. Um, it's to me, it's still reading. Okay, you're still absorbing that book. It, you know, you're still, you know, that was a big that, question. That's still reading to me. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh no, no I'm sorry, I kind of repeated myself. No, you're good. I <laughs> um, I that was a big question that I wanted to ask, uh, especially you as an author yourself, because I was always curious. I didn't know if authors preferred or or weren't really cool with the whole audio books because maybe. Does it take away if someone listens to the audiobook, then it would take away money from um I mean, I guess owning or buying a, a hard copy of it, correct? Or would you still Well, I mean the author still gets paid either way. Okay. I was, I was about to say the whenever it it's probably monetized somehow where they get paid for that. Okay. Are any of your books on uh No. No none of mine. I wouldn't mind though. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I was interested. I, I was actually, you know, wanting to know how uh, what the opinion was about that. Yeah, I can only speak for myself, but that's how I feel about it. Okay. Would you? What about you, Sarah? Would you be more inclined to um, read if it was through audiobooks? No, or? I'd probably want to read it for myself, honestly, because okay, right I'm just like, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to listen to. It. I want to like be able to. Because, you know, a, a big thing about reading is just also expanding your vocabulary, expanding just how you read in general and just overall, it it's a well-known fact. If you, the more you read, the more intelligent you tend to be. So, you know, I think it's important to kind of read for yourself. Nothing against audiobooks, like you said. It's easier for some people, but if I'm going to do it, I would do it, quote unquote, the old-fashioned way. Right. No, I, <laughs> I agree with you 100% on what you said. The only thing that I would say about the audio books is um, I feel it would it's very beneficial um, when you're on a strict time 
constraint. You don't have yeah. time to be able to sit down. Students and, oftentimes love it, I'm sure. To listen to it in the car. Read, exactly. Yep, yep. <laughs> Same thing with what we do in here. That's why I tell everyone, when you're driving, when you're working out, when you're doing whatever, you can listen mm-hmm. to It's All Relative. But um, same thing with uh, with the audiobooks. But um, all right, lastly, Travis, um, what would you say to anyone out there who's trying to write their own novel? Can you give anyone any advice, words of wisdom? Um, I would say definitely read mm-hmm. a lot. The more you read, I feel like the helps you. Um, whether it's uh, you know just stories and ideas or uh, developing your voice. Um, it's, it's always, uh, it's always great to, to, uh, read all the time. Um, I'd also say just write whatever, whatever you want to write. Don't worry about how it comes out, how it is, just get it out and then you can go over it and you can make it better. A lot of people have that, uh, first draft syndrome, Mm -hmm. you know, where Mm -hmm. it's, it has to be perfect. And I've even, uh, suffered from that and it, it, makes it not it, enjoyable you know, yeah. yeah and it and it, it doesn't come from out it. and it being perfect at all mm-hmm. you know you got to get the ideas out you know but everybody has different processes um some writers say you got to write every day i don't believe in that but that might work for some people mm-hmm. you know yeah keep the ideas flowing yeah there's a lot of different methods to writing you got to really figure out what works for you Nice. Uh, awesome. I think we did mention too the but uh, writer's block is a real thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And um, would that be? Would you say that might be one of the most um, maybe one one reason that's regarded highly of people not ever finishing or you know those who are about to start or want to write a book but then you hit a certain roadblock and then that block never goes away and you can never finish it or eventually are you able are people able to you know break down that barrier i mean it it could be i don't uh, know the statistics on that but um yeah that definitely could be a reason why somebody tries and then just gives up mm-hmm. um i'm sure every writer goes through it in different ways uh, but yeah it could make a lot of people give up i mean um, I'm not sure about the statistics of this either, but I know a lot of um, a lot of writers suffer from you know depression and um, you know anxiety and other mental health issues. Mm-hmm. You know, it just seems to come along with it, mm-hmm. and uh, so that's always a hindrance as well. Right. All right. Um, you got anything else? We're no, wrapping no, it I up think, soon. Yeah, I think he uh, he pretty much described it all pretty well. All right. Um, Travis, thanks again for giving us some of your time and coming on It's All Relative. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Um, you know, I've wanted since the beginning, um, of, of the show, um, when we started this, I I was always looking to be able to get an author to come on. I always wanted to, uh, because I always had some questions, you know what I'm saying? But, um, I'm, well, you know, we're super grateful to have you such a seasoned author such as yourself you know to be on as our first author so you know thanks again bro yes thank you for being here you're welcome and i uh i had a great time awesome um you got anyone or anything in particular you'd like to plug or shout out um my books are available on uh amazon that i publish through amazon okay um 
They are uh, free on Kindle Unlimited if you subscribe to that. Um, I'd also like to shout out to the Facebook group that I mentioned before, Books of Horror. It is a, a wonderful group um, that has really uh, uh, helped me. Awesome, absolutely. And, uh, I'm sorry. No, <laughs> no, you, you, can also, you can also find me on Facebook. Uh, my name is Travis Lake or at uh, Twitter at, at Villain Lake. Awesome. Uh, fans, definitely look up Travis. Look up his social medias. Um, if you are interested in any of these books that you've heard of, um, check them out on Amazon. Go purchase some. Help uh, help spread the love and uh, get into some of these books. You know what I'm See saying? See what's up. Absolutely. Um, Sarah, you want to hit him with your social media? Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram at Sarah with two H's underscore Molnar with two R's. And my TikTok is Sarah with an H, J Molnar. All right. And you guys can always find me at Josh underscore Toth three. That's my Instagram. And my Facebook is Joshua Toth. Um, real quickly, the message option on Anchor, please um, go to anchorfm.com. There's a big message option. As soon as you click on that, uh, it will give you the opportunity to leave us an audio message. You can give us a shout out. You can give yourself a shout out. You can yeah. ask us. Just interact. Exactly. You can ask Sarah and I any questions. You guys could ask Travis a question. Um, if you guys use that option, we will play that and put and answer your question live on the next show. Yes. So... Please take Still the waiting. yeah that take, first one. You you all going to be special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take the opportunity and uh, click that audio message. But um, uh, big shout out to Stellar Sound and Media and our editor Jackson Wallace. You, um, Sarah. Remind all the listeners where they can find us at. So you guys can find us at Apple, Spotify, Anchor, YouTube, and Google. And we are working on getting a Twitter page up. Uh, just waiting on the uh, username we'd like to be available. Um, Got to figure out some timelines of when a previous page was removed. So just give that some time. But for now, that's where you can find us at. Yes. Yes. Give us some time. We will be up on Twitter. Um, if you guys are using apple or spotify please um we're looking for a little push so you know you guys can help us out with that use the um what's it called give us a quick review yep, takes, yep. takes like 30 seconds quick review yep. click the out. five star rating whether it be on apple or spotify and uh Please don't forget to subscribe. Yep, yep. All right. Stay in, stay in touch. Stay tuned. Yeah. All right. That's a wrap. Travis, thanks again. Awesome. Thank you. All right, thanks. everyone. Stay safe. Stay kind. Stay proud and powerful. And we'll see everyone soon. Peace. Peace out.